tradespeople tend to be really hands-on and we're great at getting in there and actually getting the jobs done. But sometimes focusing on just getting the job done can be really damaging for the long-term success of your business. So tune into today's podcast. We talk about how to avoid the working too hard in your business trap. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Welcome team, Tony Fraser jones here, your host for the Profitable Tradie Podcast with my trusty sidekick and occasional distraction, Phil Smith. Occasional. CEO here at Profitable Tradie. How are you today, buddy? Always good, mate. Always good. Doing well? Always good. Yeah, doing doing great. Good, good, good. What are we talking about today, man? This is this is actually a pretty important topic. Man, honestly, the big thing today really stems back to the fact that when we're a tradesman, you know, it's a really hands-on job. And most people are going to go into business at least in part because they were good at their trade. Uh, and the hard thing is that they've gotten used to being good at being hands-on. So this can create a situation where we try to solve all the problems in our business by just working harder and trying to get across all the issues ourselves. Uh, and so the trouble for most people is that if you work harder, um, if that was the answer, um, you would have sorted all the problems in your business by now. But odds yeah. on you haven't. Uh, and honestly, the secret is that working harder isn't always uh, the solution. 100%. And, and uh, I say 100% a lot, don't I? 100% you do. 100% of the time I say 100%. It's important to understand that hard work is actually part of success. And if, uh, if you're in business uh, and you're successful, you are a person who knows how to work hard. But that's not the whole story, I guess, is that's what we're getting into today, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I'm sure you've got a, a great story to kick this topic off. I reckon off. This, is a, this is a good story. It's about a, a woodsman. Uh, so there's a woodsman in the, in the forest. He's chopping down a tree. He's got an axe. And this axe he's used for a long time, and it's blunt. Like, yep. I'm talking it almost has a square edge, right? It's <laughs> blunt as. And he's hacking down this big tree. And he's sweating and he's blowing, he's red in the face and his back's aching and he's making a bit of progress, but it's slow, yeah. right? Yeah. And then this wise old woodsman comes into the shop and he's like, hey man, why don't we just spend an hour sharpening this axe? And uh, the young woodsman's like, hey man, that's a great idea, but I'm way too busy. I can't stop now. I've got to cut this tree down. Yeah. Like, man, when I'm finished, then I'll sharpen the axe. Well, what happens? Eventually he breaks himself and breaks the axe and he's like stuffed his back because, you know, it's blunt and he can't, he yeah, can't never get through that big tree. He's yeah, never yeah. getting through that big tree. No. Uh, and you can't yeah. brute force your way to the result. Well, how often in business have you just worked way too hard when actually stepping back and doing it differently or sharpening your own axe would actually make a huge difference? Yeah, well, I mean, if we expand on that, I mean, an even smarter woodsman comes past with a chainsaw and goes, What are you doing? <laughs> we have a winner. Yeah, but again, like in all seriousness, it's like, it's, let's find the better way to do something, right? The better way, 100%. Yeah. Or even better, let's figure out how we can get other people to do a lot of the work so we can do more. Well, often the better way is for it not to be you. Mm. Yeah. In fact, it may be that you're not that important in your business. Yeah, well, even smarter woodsman comes past and says, hey, can you guys get out of the way because my team's about to roll through here with all the equipment. Yeah, with so. like those automatic saw things, you know, those big machines that just suck the tree up and chop, uh, chop it. Totally. Totally. So what if we don't get this right? I think what happens is when we work super hard doing the work, uh, we're in a constant state of of like fight or flight. We're in that kind of urgent, let's just get things done. Uh, I've got to focus on just getting this done. It's very short term. And frankly, your brain doesn't work properly. Like it, it, it's very focused on the here and now. And it doesn't think about, I can't think about what's happening in the future. 
Yeah. Uh, and that that's a real struggle. You've got really limited capacity to grow as well. Like, you know, totally. if, if you're just relying on your own sweat, equity, as it were, your, your own effort, it's pretty hard to grow. You're like, you can only work to a certain point. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're limited. And it really limits the ability of your team to grow as well. If you sort of try and pick up everything and fix everything, well, they can't grow. Yeah. Because they're not learning. And frankly, life feels like Groundhog Day. It's like, you know, same SHIT, different day. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it definitely gets difficult, and it can grind on you a lot, right? Like, I mean, if I'm just working hard, and I'm thrashing myself to death, and I'm thinking, man, like, surely, eventually, this is going to pay off, and sometimes you even get into that whole win-then scenario, right? Like, if I can just, you know, bust my ass through this tough period, then things will be all right. Uh, But as we've always found, I mean, the minute you'd nail one thing, there's always something else, right? It's a bit like whack-a-mole. It is whack-a-mole. You, you feel yeah. like you're on top of things and then another issue or client pops up or you've taken on some more work and there's more more stuff going on and you're like, oh, okay. And what we've found is you can only repeat that cycle so many times before it'll get you, you know, like, and you just start feeling really defeated and, and, and you know, down and, and, and it can just basically screw up everything you try to do. Well, and not only that, it, it takes your energy and, and maybe you can do that for 10 or 15 years but you mm. get to 40, 45 or whatever and you're just like, you're broken. Yep. Uh, or, you know, you don't have enough time to hang out with your family. Your kids grow up, you kind of miss that or you just don't have the relationship you want with your significant other yep. because, frankly, you just run out of steam. And honestly, this is massive, guys, because for you guys out there as business owners, I mean, firstly, if you have a team, uh, they look to you for leadership and confidence and assuredness and the more and more you get beaten down, like you think it's hard on you, this is actually really hard on your team as well. And not only that, but a lot of you are going to be parents and you'll bring that home and it's hard on your kids. You know, like, they, again, they look to you for confidence, for assuredness, for, you know, happiness, for, for the vibe. And the hard thing is if you're bringing home your I'm burnt out, I'm overworked, I'm not getting the results I want attitude, rubs off on them. You may even be a leader in other areas of your life. Uh, you know, maybe you're a senior person at your church, or maybe you're a sports club, you're a sports club, something like that. Could School be committees, whatever anywhere, it is. You know, board yep. of trustees could be anything. But point is, like that overworked, burnt out. I'm just got to thrash myself a bit harder. Attitude really rubs off everywhere, and it's it's bad. Yeah, and it just leads to a life that's you know, it's subpar, right? It's not quite what we hoped it would be. That's it. Uh, and when you're in this sort of frame of mind, you actually sometimes start to doubt that there's a better way as well. Totally. totally. And we want to talk about the fact that there is. This is important. It's massive. Absolute game changer if we can get this right. So if we do get it right, though, uh, some pretty big benefits on the horizon. Yeah, look, if we if we stop trying to work hard the problem, hard work the problem, um, and think about it differently, you, you're going to have a clear head. Uh, you're going to make better decisions. Uh, and here's probably the, the most important thing that we we're focusing on today rather than just focusing on producing more yourself you focus on building the the productive capacity of your business yeah and so you make the business able to do more yeah which and we're going to drill into that more and that's not a concept that I've invented that's something that um a very very famous guy called Stephen Covey talked about uh unfortunately he's no longer with us but he is um why are you laughing, Phil? Well, Tony has this thing where every time somebody's uh, passed away, he says, he's dead just now, and uh, I was waiting for you to say it. And, and I so wanted it. to say it, and I didn't say it because I knew you'd say exactly that. I saw your, your lip quiver like when you try to hold it back. I'm like, come on, mate, just say it. I know you want to say it. He's dead just he now. He is dead just now, and he was an amazing guy, and he wrote a book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you haven't read it or you know, get it on Audible, it's amazing, right? It's quite big, but it's so full of wisdom. 
Anyway, yeah. productive capacity is a term he talked about, and we're, we're going to get into that a bit more. Basically, it means you make your business be able to do more, not just yourself. Yeah, uh, You're going to be able to build your people. You're going to get holidays and breaks. You're going to be able to get away and enjoy life. That's huge. And life's just more fun, It's and it's more, uh, more expansive. I kind of like that word. It's a bit of a big word, fancy word, but it basically means you just broaden your horizons. Like there's way more happening and you experience life in a, in a, in a bigger way than you thought you, you perhaps could. I think the big thing here is, you know, if we're talking about building that productive capacity, how do we do it? Because I think it, it's easy to say, I bet, I bet people want to do this and they want to stop just working themselves to death and working really hard and not getting the results, but how? Well, maybe some examples might be the best way. You know, let's think about uh, an area of business that may be pricing, for example. So, you know, the, the work of pricing jobs needs to be done. And maybe maybe you only do service work, so it's pretty easy. Or maybe you do some projects and bigger work and it takes a bit more pricing. Whatever, you'll, you'll get the idea. So you can price the work. You can sit down and price each job individually. So that's production. And you could work harder and faster at that and, and do it quicker. Now that's increasing your, your production. But that's fine. Now, increasing your productive capacity might be where you actually create some pricing templates. So you know that, you know, if you get plumbing out of house, it's pretty similar each time. So you create a list of templates as built so which you can really quickly price a house. So instead of going through the whole plan and doing it by hand, if you like, which might mm. take you several hours, this now takes you like 15 minutes. Yeah. But it does take a, a lot of time to set the templates up. It does, but the thing is, is that we spend some time now to get those templates in place, and it saves us time forever after that. Correct. And so you that, work hard once. That's right. So that's improving your productive capacity. That's it. Even better, now you've got a template, someone else can do it. Yeah. Well, another example of this is I've noticed a lot of the time, actually had quite a few discussions lately with some of our members of Million Dollar Trader about time and about how they're using it. And one of the biggest gripes we get is the amount of phone calls you get in a day. Team always have questions, you know, they're stuck on this, they're stuck on that. And one of the first things I do is I pull out their default diary, which is a, a tool that we use here at... Default um, calendar. Yeah, default calendar, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it's a tool we use here at, uh, at Profitable Trading with our members. And one of the biggest things I always see is, hey, you don't have any time blocked into your calendar for training your team. And they say well, yeah, I mean, like we do it periodically. And I'm like, well, isn't it funny that you're spending all day answering questions for people you know, and it's wasting all your time, but you're spending no time uh, teaching them stuff that nullifies the questions. So you just keep answering the questions, you keep answering the questions, you keep being on the phone all day, you keep putting off the invoicing, the pricing, the scheduling, whatever it is, meeting those key clients because you're answering silly questions from your staff, but that's making you too busy to train them on stuff that stops the questions coming. That's been focusing on production rather than focusing on building the productive capacity of, of the business. Or actually, we could call it just building a business, or we yeah. could even say just working smarter. Yeah, working smarter. I think that's easy way to put it, right? Yeah, so so this is, this is hugely important, and I know it's a challenge when you've got jobs, you know, you're up the wazoo with jobs, and clients screaming at you and problems and maybe cash flow issues, whatever is going on. I know that this is not easy, but it doesn't make it not the right thing to do. And there's something that's really important to understand here. Uh, it's a human condition, which means we are actually wired to focus on the problems that are in front of us right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's called the recency and the negativity bias. And I, I think we should talk about this a little bit because this is actually a really key thing. Yeah. As human beings, we are wired to focus on things that are recent, which means now. Yeah, 
Well, it makes but, sense, right? I mean, like in caveman days, saber-toothed tiger is chasing me now. I should probably deal with that before I deal about you know where I'm going to get dinner from later. That's right. Yeah. So stuff that's happening now or close in time is treated more importantly than stuff in the future. And also there's a negativity bias. So we're way more likely to respond to things to prevent bad things happening. Yeah. Okay, than we are to focus on making good things happen. Yeah, well, I mean, same example. It's like, hey, I want to make sure I don't get eaten by the saber-toothed tiger rather than make sure that I get a feed later on for dinner. Right, 100%. So recency and negativity bias, that means basically how that plays out in your business is you focus on the issues that are happening today, the problems with jobs that are happening today, the problems with team members that are happening today, uh, and that stuff is always there. And so, you know, if you don't understand this, you tend to focus on those urgent things that come up all the time rather than the stuff that may be more in the future, which is like building your business, strategy, building better systems, building relationships. And we tend to focus on avoiding problems rather than building you know, uh, pleasure in the future, which is like creating the great lifestyle and business that you want. Yeah. And this drives our behavior, and that's really important to understand. Yeah. Uh, that um, you know, the recency and negativity bias has a huge effect on our behavior. Yeah, that's huge. And I think the big thing is... Uh, there's a quite easy little tool here um, in that in that book, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, that Stephen Covey uses. So maybe we should talk through that because I think that's one of the easiest ways to yeah. Split th- this stuff is up. this is an absolutely killer um, thing that um, you know will help you understand and, and reframe your thinking is what you really want to do here, uh, and that is called the seven other uh, the four quadrants. Yeah, the seven seven, seven habits, habits of four, four quadrants. quadrants. It's getting sixty percent of the time it works every time. That's right, ninety three percent of statistics. Are made up on the spot right now in a podcast. <laughs> Anywho, uh, the four quadrants model, and you can Google this if you want. You'll find it actually really killer. There's heaps of heaps of examples of it on you know on Uncle Google. There you go. <laughs> the answer to everything. If you think about four squares, you know, four quadrants, and then along the top you've got urgent and not urgent, and along the side well, you've got important and not important, uh, and so. You know, you have quadrant one is the urgent stuff that's important and quadrant two is the important stuff but it's not urgent. Mm. Uh, and because of recency and negativity, we tend to focus all of our attention on quadrant one, which is yeah. crises, pressing problems, deadlines, you know, issues that pop up. And this stuff is important. Yeah, super like, important. You've got to get the jobs done. You've got to get the cash collected. You've got to fix the team problems up. Uh, all that sort of stuff has got to be done. But what happens if we only do that stuff? Yeah, well, we miss out on other things that were less urgent, but you know, still important. Yep. And if we only focus on the urgent and important stuff, that's all we'll ever get in our business because we're not doing anything to improve the situation. Mm. And that's where quadrant two comes in. That's yep. the important but not urgent stuff. Yeah. So that's things like uh, you know, building relationships, creating new opportunities, building systems for your business, creating processes, planning. It's recreation. It's actually sharpening your own saw, your, yep. your own axe, so that you're in a good state, so you can provide good leadership. It's about improving capability of your business. It's about building your hiring systems. It's all that sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely. All the stuff that doesn't need to be done right now, but if you did do it, it'd save things going into that urgent category later or just make them happen easier. Hundred percent. So it's how you how you stop all the urgent stuff happening. It's actually being on the front foot, uh, and look, it actually takes some hard work to do this as well. But it's a different type of thinking, mm. and essentially what it means is you're going to have to create or carve out some time 
in your already busy schedule to focus on quadrant two activities or focus on building the productive capacity or working smarter in your business, however you like to, to call it. Uh, yeah. Because if you don't do that, you're just going to get the same stuff over and over again. If you do do it, actually your business will start to change. Yeah, definitely. It's how you make those changes, I guess. And like, I actually think one of the biggest risks is, as well here, Tony, is um, the good old box where it's urgent and not important because actually that quadrant, it's super tempting to jump into, right? Super tempting because it's urgent. It's, it's in your face. It's happening now. Um, and some of the stuff we do that we busy our time with, it's not even important at all. This is, that's a great observation, man, because when you operate in the urgent category, your ability to actually determine what's important, it's like down the toilet because you're, you're, you're frazzled, like your brain is just fried. Yeah, I know if you're listening, you probably found this. You know, sometimes you're just like tapped out. You can't do any more. You can't make good decisions. You actually make silly decisions mm. uh, that lead to more problems. Yeah, I love that story. There's the one um, about uh, I can't remember the guy's name, the marketer, and uh, and he's he's got a bunch of things going on. You know, fax machines going nuts. You know, uh, his receptionist is coming in with all these problems. Big arms are overflowing with papers. All these kinds of things. His phones are ringing off the hook. It's just all Gary Halbert. Gary Halbert. That's right. Um, and dude's sitting in his office, and Gary just goes and uh, just shuts the doors. And uh, they sit down, they write a few awesome pieces of copy, they get some work done, um, and they spend a few hours nutting out some stuff that's actually going to make a huge big difference. And then they open the doors and everything's quiet. The phones have stopped ringing. The, you know, the fax machine is no longer going nuts. The receptionist has sorted out all the problems. And um, his, uh, his partner, who was also, <laughs> also coming with a bunch of issues, has, has also sorted out, uh, sorted out their own issues. And basically all of those urgent tasks that weren't important uh, still aren't important. A lot of them have actually sorted themselves out, but they got the important work done, which uh, when made them a whole bunch of money, which I think is just a really good example of this. Yeah, that's killer. I love that story. It's a good story. Uh, and and I just want to jump back to the quadrant three, which is like the yeah. urgent, not important. Now, if you're trying to find time in your calendar to do some of the important work that's a bit more long-term, often you can find that time by getting really ruthless with the stuff that's not important but urgent, the fluff, and that yep. might be, you know, interruptions. You know, like a a rep comes from a local supplier and just turns up and takes half an hour of your time. Yeah. Uh, checking emails, yeah. uh, responding to phone calls, uh, you know, meetings that you don't need to be in. You know, yep. I, I think most people in business could find an extra hour or two a week if they just sliced some stuff off. They just stopped doing it. Yeah. And use that stuff then for those really important uh, you know, long-term strategies is going to change your business. Yeah, uh, totally. Like no, another story that uh, is is uh, really shows this. L- let's say you're a plumbing business, and um, you know you've got a team of seven or eight people. They're all maxed out, and someone rings up, and their hot water cylinder is leaking, and it's busted. Mm. You're still a qualified tradesperson. You're like, oh, I'll go and fix it. You know, we can make two or three grand here. Mm. Sweet as takes you a whole day, takes you out of a day. Okay, you like that's production. Okay. Yeah. Now you could spend that six or eight hours, or however long it takes, depends how fast you are. Uh, you could have spent that actually chasing up four or five building companies or general contractors uh, and building a relationship with them. And if you got one of those uh, relationships to turn into jobs and a long-term client, that could be worth two, three, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars, maybe a million dollars in revenue yep. to your business. Yeah. Well, that's building your productive capacity. That's mm. the difference right there. Yeah. Uh, However, 
because of the recency and negativity bias, we think we need to do the stuff that's right in front of us. Now, what's the worst thing that could happen? You tell that person, hey, we can't do it, and they might use someone else, or maybe they get it done tomorrow, but you've only made 3000 bucks when you could have made hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's it. And I think the hard thing is that the hundreds of thousands will come over time. The yep. 3000 will be in your account the minute you invoice this. And I think the hard thing is like for anyone listening, one of the biggest things that you're hamstrung with this is like we were speaking about earlier, you've been conditioned throughout most of your career to, to think that a good hard day's work that's been productive is the way. So you running out and doing that job and having a hard day's work, getting home a little bit tired, maybe some stiff and sore depending on what you've done. Yep. Maybe you're covered in uh, an insulation from crawling in the ceiling. or you know, you've you got, got glue all over your uniform. Yeah, yeah, paint all over you, yeah, whatever. you know, whatever it is. And you're like, I've had a great hard working day um, and I made $3,000. Whereas you're, the idea of you sitting in a chair thinking and maybe making some notes or drawing some doodles to put together a process uh, doesn't seem like hard work. And as a result, like you'll have a tendency to jump into the hard work and uh, neglect the smart work, and that just keeps you working harder and harder. And you can't you can't brute force your way out out well, of you, this problem. You get you get trapped in a cycle that's of your own creation, but you don't realise it. And I say that with love because I've done this. We've all done We've this. We've all done this. We've all done. And this. sometimes we still do it. Yeah, but it doesn't make it not true. That's right. Yeah, I think the key thing is is. You know, we need to use our brain, not necessarily our brawn. I think we've, we've really jumped into that. Totally. Uh, we've talked about the quadrants, and here's, here's the key takeaway that I wanted to leave everyone with, is um, if someone's having trouble with time and not getting stuff done and they're clogged up, as coaches, we always look at their calendar. Let's look at your calendar. That's going to tell us the story yep. of your life. Definitely. Uh, so to create more productive capacity in your business, to build your business to work smarter, we need to make time for this. And we need to prioritise that over some of the urgent stuff. So yep. really simply, what I want you to do if you're listening, I want you to get your calendar out and I want you to block in two hours every week, just two hours, mm. to work on quadrant two activities, which is stuff that's going to change your business in the long term, whether it's building a process, building some templates, building some relationships, building a hiring process, getting a website sorted out, whatever it is, just block two hours to do that. And if you do that, I can tell you, your life and your business will change. It cannot help but change. And if you're sitting there thinking, oh, geez, Tony, that sounds good, but I don't have two hours to block out, I'm like, yeah, you do. Just make it. You make it. You're not going to find time. That's not a real thing. Finding time is crap. All right? It's only 24 you hours a day. I've never don't. found more time. No, nah, you make it or you don't. So the fact is, is there will be some stuff you're doing, which may even be urgent, but it's not important. And if you don't have two hours that's standing out, obviously, find the least important task that you do, cut it completely, Block that two hours and do something that's important but may not be urgent. Well, even if you have to say no to some jobs, yeah, that's hard, right? We we just don't do that. But you might have to say no. It's not no. It might be not now. I, need, I can't do it today or this week. I need to push it out. Yeah. Your future self will thank you for doing this. Yeah, and you have to be the brain because if you think about your business as the full body, uh, there's plenty of brute strength in your staff. All right. Once you got got a team, and the bigger your team gets, there's plenty of brute strength there. So you need to be the brain. Or otherwise, it's just a body without a brain, which is walking around doing bugger all. Well, it can walk in circles, and that's not yeah, what we want. It's not what we want. So, look, to bring this all together, Phil, I think um, time to do that, land the plane. Yeah, land the plane. Uh, I think the key thing is that we are conditioned to work really hard through our career. But once we get to being a business owner, this behaviour can actually completely stuff up our business. Success, you know, does come from working hard, but it's not the only thing. It's actually working on the stuff that's going to improve your business or, or working smarter. 
So to wrap it up, I think, yes, you've got to work hard, but you've got to work smart too. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading. And it's at ProfitableTradingBook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at ProfitableTrading.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Trading in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at ProfitableTrading.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.